Hello, and welcome to Veins of Gold, Finding God's Treasure in a Dirt-Covered World. This is a podcast from Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. Now, let's join Pastor Ryan Christopher as he digs into this week's program. Hey, everybody. It is a good day. My goodness gracious, if God made the day, it's a great day, and he indeed has done that. Um, I am fired up about today because of the sermon from this past Sunday has so shaken me. Um, I tell people this all the time. You say, well, that, that was a prideful statement. No, 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 no. Please don't hear that. No, what I'm saying is, it, you know, in preparing the sermon, uh, I realized it was more for me than for anybody, for anybody. And, uh, and not that, not that sin is rampant in my life, but there are things that I need to work on. And there are things I need to get right with God, uh, for this nation to see, uh, an incredible revival occur. And that it's going to take, it's going to take God's people, uh, coming back to Him. So we're going to talk about some things. Hey, I had an opportunity to sit down, uh, with our AV team here at the church and talk about the podcast just a little bit. I mean, it was just a little small time compared to everything else we were discussing about the AV and and just uh, giving them an appreciation for all they've done during COVID. They have been here at the church. And of course, we've been back at church for a while now. Um, you know, everybody, you know, probably three quarters of our people are already back and we're, we're, uh, we're excited about that. But at the same time, I just wanted to give a, you know, uh, you know, have a meal for our AV team and just thank them for being here when no one was and, uh, making sure that the word of God, uh, went out everywhere. And I'm telling you, they were here week after week after week and, uh, made sure that, um, no matter how poorly we spoke, that, uh, the words were put out there. And, uh, they did such a tremendous job. And they're always bringing ideas, uh, to the table and getting us ready to, uh, to do some new things and incredible things, uh, to get the word out, to get the word out. But during that time, they were like, Hey, can, is there any way we can begin to do, um, some interviews, uh, you know, during the podcast? Is there any way we can do that? And, and sure enough, what we're going to do, uh, in two weeks, uh, in two weeks, we're going to begin, uh, doing some interviews. And what I'll do is, uh, probably two parters. Um, so, you know, every, uh, six episodes or so we'll sit down with somebody and we'll do two episodes of, uh, of interviews with the same person. And what I mean by that is there's certain, certain things I'll ask and they'll probably just bleed over into another hour, but we'll do two episodes, keep them at 30 minutes a piece. And, um, our very first interview is going to be our very own, uh, Keith Johnson. He's our music minister here at the church. You say, well, Ryan, what are we going to be talking about in two weeks with Keith? Well, there are a number of things I'm going to, uh, he and I are sitting down with some questions and things, and I just want him to, uh, want to talk to us about music ministry and about, you know, the things that are involved in today's world and having, you know, a blend and understanding people's needs and worship and, but understanding too that worship is for God and just, we, we, we're going to do that, but we're also going to do something else. And I hope this blesses an awful lot of people. We're going to talk about um, his his uh, his journey through uh, Parkinson's and and having to deal with that and and still believing, thank God, that God is going to touch him and heal him and strengthen him. Uh, that that just that blesses me more than anything. That we're going to be able to sit down and talk about his journey through this and how he's making it through and uh, and all that's happening in his life. So I hope I hope it touches someone out there. That, uh, that reaches in and says, Hey, I'd like to listen to this podcast. 
And I'd like to see how that, you know, how that works. And music ministers who may be wondering how, you know, how do you work a blend into your church and how do you, um, at the same time, make sure that it's always about God and always about worshiping Him and not, you know, not just necessarily, uh, feeding the needs of, uh, and the uh, desires of people around you. So we, we desperately want to make sure that, uh, that that is expressed clearly. And then, and then we want to discuss, uh, you know, what many, many people are going through, which is struggles in life and how he's making it through that and how his faith has carried him uh through some uh so difficult struggles. So we're going to do that and I, and I I can't imagine having a better first guest than uh than brother Keith coming here and talk with us and 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 hopefully uh speak into someone's life and help them whether it's a music minister or whether it's someone going through an awfully hard time or maybe both. So that's what we're going to do uh, today. Today I want to talk about um, some verses. And let, let me let me let me tell you this. Um, I am uh, very careful with the word of God as well as, as I should be, as I should be. Uh, there are some verses, and I may have mentioned this on uh, this this podcast before there are some verses that are just bigger than life okay and you say well every word that comes from god is bigger than life yes i i get it but there are some that when you tackle them you realize okay i'm right here in the midst of this verse i i am the one he's speaking to and i need to get uh things uh right in this area or that area or i need I'm being called to do this and I'm being called to do that. Maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you're being called of God to do a specific thing. You get into some verses, but there are some verses that have been so preached, have been so preached every time something goes wrong in the nation. These verses I'm about to talk about have been preached. So they're bigger than life, but they also, when a verse gets bigger than life, this is what tends to happen. Okay. What tends to happen when verses get bigger than life is people's eyes glaze over the moment you mention um, the moment you mention the verses, the, where they are in the Bible, they go, Oh yeah, I've heard this before. I've heard this sermon before. I've heard this speech before. I've heard this, but folks, I'm telling you, you can never get enough of the word of God and you can never, and there's always a different perspective, not necessarily different meaning. You, you, you're going to have one meaning that the author meant and that's going to be what it is, but there are different ways of expressing that. And I got, you know, um, and I'm not going to regurgitate um, what we did, you know, Sunday night with the sermon, but I am going to talk about those points and quickly move through those because I think it's important that we see, um, I think it's important that we see what God is doing and what he is asking of us. I think it's important for us to uh, to get serious about what's happening in our nation. I can promise you this. I can promise you this. Uh, we are going to be like some other lands that are out there. Um, there are some other countries where they're arresting people for making statements they claim are racist and they claim are this or that. The other freedom of speech is going the way of the uh, of the dodo bird. And uh, it's going to be extinct before long if we're not careful. But there is a way. There is, Ryan, what is it? What is it? Do we need a revolution? Well, I'm afraid that might happen. I certainly hope that it doesn't come down to, you know, that people killing one another in mass. Um, I certainly hope it doesn't. But, you know, sometimes that happens, and I, you know, because of human humanity, because of, of the evil of humanity, sometimes we end up uh, moving in that direction. And it has to happen. I mean, you know, there are times for war. I get all of that, but that's, that doesn't have to come to, it doesn't have to come to that. 
It doesn't have to come to that at all. Uh, and, and the verses in, the, in Scripture that teach us that are, are all through the Bible. These specifically that we're going to talk about today um, tell us exactly how. You know, the, the word guarantee, um, you know, is, is so important to me. I, there are people that I trust. There are people, friends of mine, and people who are just acquaintances as far as business is concerned that I can count on no matter what. I know the moment they say they're going to do it, they're going to do it. I do not have to worry about that particular person. There are products, there are products out there that I buy, though, however, that, uh, you know, you think you, you think, Hey, I'm, I'm getting quality. I'm getting, I'm getting what I need. I, this is exactly what this name alone means quality. And, uh, and, you know, it used to be that anything made in America was quality. And that's not so much the case anymore. It's, it's it used to be that you could count on an American made product to be, to last a long, long time because there was pride put into that. There was materials put into it that were stronger than others. Yes, it would may cost a little more than other countries. Uh, well, t- technically, cause we don't, you know, we don't have slave labor for heaven's sake. We don't pay them 30 cent an hour. Uh, that like other countries do it's amazing to me that we we get pushed around because uh, and and beat up and in the media and everything else over this uh over over you know slavery that happened you know so so many years ago and even even up until you know uh we get beat up all the way up to you know 1950s and and civil rights act and things like that and and, and all of these things being a process that america is going through we get beat up about it while right now in the world right now people are basically in slave labor Making sense, you know, uh, making sense an hour rather than dollars an hour. Making sense an hour to uh, to you know to create a product that they're selling for hundreds of dollars, and it's ridiculous, and it just such hypocrisy on the parts of of corporations. But but uh, but, he, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I want us to understand is this: there there, there is quality. And in that quality is a guarantee. And it's always, you know, sometimes it's a money back guarantee. Sometimes it's like, you know, I don't buy extended warranties, uh, you know, because I'm like, look, you know, and, and sometimes to my detriment, I mean, I, I, maybe I should have sometimes, but it's like, guys, why can't you just create a product that's going to last a long time? Why can't you just do that and guarantee it? Put that guarantee behind it. Don't make me pay for your guarantee. You guarantee it. Or if I'm going to pay for your guarantee, be in the price of the, uh, the particular item. And then tell me, we're going to guarantee this thing. There's going to be a money back guarantee on it. But if you can't put together quality, if that's not what anybody cares about anymore, then that's, that's where we go. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. A guarantee. What if we could go into the scripture? What if, what if we could go into scripture and we could find guarantees? Well, friend, let me promise you something. There are hundreds of guarantees in the Bible. Now, here's the one thing nobody thinks about. All right. We talked about it Sunday. Here's the one thing nobody thinks about, though. They are conditional. Let me read some. Let me let me read some verses to you, and then we will get we'll get um, busy uh, in the Word. We're gonna be in Second Chronicles. Oh yeah, that's the verses. Remember what I said: bigger than life. Second Chronicles chapter seven. I'll preach on this again, folks. It's, it's, it's most definite. It's most definite. One day we'll need this again because I'm hoping right now that we're about to be led into. Um, into revival. It says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and I have chosen the place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, I want you to be very, very um, astute. I want you to be, uh, you know, I want you to watch. I want you to observe that he says here, he says, If I command the locust to devour the land, 
or if I send pestilence among my people. That means God does do that. Many people say God's not going to do this or that to us. God wouldn't do this. God would not send this. This can't be from God. God, this isn't the God I serve. Well, look, don't create your own God. Don't don't build a bear your own God, okay? What we want you to do is understand that God can send that stuff, especially when his people are are away from him and not doing what he wants them to do, not not living like he wants his children to live, okay? And then he says this, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. You've heard, if you've been in church any amount of time, then you've heard these forever. If you have not, if you're somehow you're listening to this podcast today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you're a new Christian and you've never heard these verses before, um, I'm telling you, the you know, anytime we have a national crisis, many, you know, we, we, these verses get brought up. They're bigger than life and, and it's incredible. The first thing we see in all this is, God tries to warn us, and he warns us of a little bit of discipline. I mean, here it is. Solomon is is um, is dedicating the temple, okay? He got he was able to build the temple that, that uh, God would not allow David to build, okay? And because David was a man of war and a man of bloodshed, God said, someone else is going to build this. Your, your, your descendants are going to build this, uh, this temple, your son. And so Solomon and Eve was able to build this temple. He is dedicating to that man. He goes to killing animals. I mean, you know, just sacrificing animals as, you know, the Bible commands, but sacrificing so many in honor of God. Um, you know, 2,000 cattle, 120,000 sheep. I mean, it is, it is a great celebration of God, fire of heaven coming down and, and lighting up the altar. It's an amazing, uh, amazing story. But there, right in the middle of it, God just tells Solomon some things. And it's some of the deepest, deepest stuff you could ever say. First thing is he talks of discipline. He says, listen, if I send a drought, if I send a drought, oh my goodness, what about physical and what about physical and mental drought? What about spiritual drought? You say, well, God wouldn't send us. Yes, yes, indeed. Withdrawing his spirit from a land that would reject him. His people can cause that. But he can actually, let's don't get, let's don't get mixed up here. I want you to understand something. God will send things into our life, even storms into our life, if it means we grow closer to him. Because in the good times, for the most part, we grow apart from him. When things are going wonderfully, even in church life, we get ourselves off on a tangent. We get ourselves off in the, you know, somewhere we get start talking about this and this and this. And man, we're going to grow and this is how we're going to grow. And we're going to have this event and that event and all those things, all those things that are fun and good and fellowship and okay with God. But we get off course and away from God. Sometimes we get away from God by serving God. We get serving, 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 serving. And we think that that's what God wants from us. He definitely wants you to serve. But here's the problem. He wants you devoted to him and spending time with him. Okay. Devoted to him and spending time with him. And so then when you get into his word and when you're studying his word, you're there with him. But he, but he warns of this discipline. He says, listen, if I send drought or if I send pestilence among the land, I mean, if there ever has been a pestilence. You know, there's a bunch of pests running around our nation for sure. But pestilence of, uh, you know, I would even say, and look, I'm not trying to stretch this, but the pestilence of Marxism, the pestilence of socialism, the pestilence of communism, um, and all of this garbage is just a rejection of God's law and a rejection of, of, uh, of authority. And we have to put it into this. And I, and what I would desperately like to see is, is, uh, I'd like to see free speech returned meaning the good the bad and the ugly get to talk like you know and, and say the things they need to say within legal you know 
uh, means in the sense that, you know, of course, you know, uh, libel and all those other things is something that's, that's a, a legal matter. But at the same time, we need free speech. And, uh, and I'm absolutely shocked by the amount that's being torn away from our Constitution today. And anybody who, uh, who espouses to do that, anybody who, who uh, aspires to do that, rather, is, uh, is, should be uh, stopped at all costs, should be stopped at all costs. We should have freedom of speech. But he says, listen, if I send this stuff, it's for a reason. It's for a reason because I'm, I'm, I'm heading this, I'm heading this up. I'm sending this into your land. Um, I will, I'll even destroy your land if it means I get you back. I'll do whatever I have to do to get you back. But understand this. If I send this stuff, this pestilence among the people, then I, there is a way. There is a 100% guarantee on how I will fix it. There's no doubt. There's no question. There's no, we don't need a, a two-year warranty on his statement. We don't need a hundred-year warranty on his statement. We don't need a hundred-thousand-year warranty on his statement. Listen to me. If he says it, it's truth, but it's conditional. So that's the, you know, we, we see, you know, God's, God has an exception here. And, and, and that exception is the word if. Okay, and we we talked about that the other night. But the exception, if everybody, you know, I, I even know the song, you know, all God's promises are yes and amen. Man, I love that song. But here's the thing: what we have to realize is in the middle of that, you know, it's yes, if and amen. I mean, they're 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 conditional, they're conditional promises, um, covenants. Oh my goodness, God keeps both sides of our covenant. That's another story for another day. But as far as His promises in the Bible. You know, you somebody say, well, listen, you know, if the door shall be opened, isn't that a great promise? Well, it'll be opened if you knock. Well, I'll, you know, I'll have what I ask for. Well, certainly within his will, I mean, if it's his will, but, but then there's, you got to ask. If you ask, you shall receive. You see, and, 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 oh, I can't wait to find. Oh, there's a promise that I will find, that I will find peace. I will find a, well, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. It says, if you seek, you will find. You know, there's, there's if you will inherit the, you know, you will inherit the world if you're humble and meek. You will this, you will that. If, if this will, if you do this, this will, the, the guarantees are 100%. But they're conditional. They're conditional in the sense that you have, there is something that we have to do. You say, well, I want this nation healed. Well, friend, even if we had a war, it's not going to be healed completely like we need, need it to be until we do the things he asks us. And then he says, my people. Now, I don't want to combine something here. I want to combine my people who are called by my name. The other night, we kind of kept this separate because there were separate points. And I, we could do that now. But what, what I want to talk about is this. You know, you know that God hates evil. And what I didn't have time to talk about the other night was, you know, there may be some of you who are saying, well, Ryan, when we go through these verses, when I'm hearing these verses, I'm hearing that, you know, listen, we need to go on our knees. We need to pray. We need to repent of our sin. But what about all those people out there busting up stuff and, and sinning and stuff? Look, God gave us the authority, civil authority to do something about that. Do I think something that should be done about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but let me tell you this. If God heals our land, he's going to do something about it anyway. 
Now, I don't know how that, what that looks like. I don't know if they all just, you know, uh, go back to their, uh, go back to their holes and their basements and stay in those places, you know, crawl back into their nasty holes or whatever. I don't know if that's the case, but I do know this, that he will handle it for those who have evil hearts. He'll handle it, but he's not concerned with that right now. What he's concerned with are his children, are my children behaving? Or my, those children out there are doing exactly what their daddy told them to do. But are his children doing what their daddy told them to do? Are we doing what God has asked us to do? And that's critical because in all of this, in all of this, he's trying to pull us back. If there is, if there is a country falling apart, there is a way, there is a way to fix this. And it's God's way to fix this. If my people who are called by my name have my last name. I love that. I like to think I've been adopted by the Lord because I have been adopted by the Lord. I belong to him and I'm trying my best to do what honors and glorifies him. He said, if my people who are called by my name, my children, not those out there, I'll handle all of that. I'll take care of all of that. I need them to understand this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. We get so prideful. Now, there's a couple of different ways we can look at this. One pride is that we get prideful in the sense that we think that we're so good and awesome and have so much stuff that God's favor is never going to leave, that we'll have we'll have this forever and all of that's that, that kind of pride. But then there's the kind of pride that says, hey, I'm a Christian and I know better than God. I know better than God. There's so many churches and so many Christians who have gotten themselves puffed up with pride. Paul calls it puffed up with pride. And, and the reason the reason he says that is you get to thinking that, hey, this sin isn't that big of a deal or that sin isn't that big of a deal. Look, New Testament times, sin is a big deal. And you say, well, no, we don't even need to think about it anymore. Just his grace, his grace, his grace. He still expects through his grace us to be more like Christ. Sanctification. And if it means tearing away what's most important to us to get us more like Jesus Christ, that's exactly what he'll do. You do not have to doubt that, friends. He will do anything he has to do to draw us back to him. We have to understand that. To draw us back to him, he will do whatever is necessary because he's a jealous God and he loves his children and he wants you to be devoted to him. And look, when we're acting different, when we're saying, Hey, these, these lifestyles don't matter. This is my, these are my kids. You know, Hey, look at, they're doing this and this and this. No, 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 no. He's, those are my kids and I want them to humble themselves. I want them to realize that they're puffed up because they believe, they believe that my grace is something that it is not. That, that they're so, that the fact that they, um, are, uh, integrating, uh, sin into their churches and integrating and infiltrating sin into, uh, into ministries and, and all these things and they're backing off of, of, uh, the hard stuff and they won't preach the hard stuff and they won't, you know, they won't preach love and the hard stuff. I mean, it's just a number of things they're so puffed up and prideful they think they've got this whole thing perfectly good it says to humble themselves and pray 
If they will humble themselves and pray, get on their knees and pray, Lord Jesus, I'm just going to pray it now, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin, forgive uh, forgive uh, this nation of its sin, the Christians in this nation who go by your name, forgive us, God, for not, for not serving you the way we should, for being so prideful and haughty, Lord, and believing that we have a better Bible than you have created. And God, I pray, Holy Father, we'll live holy lives and you'll forgive us and you'll heal our land, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Heavenly Father. Amen. Here, here's the thing. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Man, if we, you know what? I, I Sometimes I, I do something. I would do something really cool. And I was living with my mama and I'd do something really cool. I could ride a wheelie on a bike or something like that. Hey, come out here and check this out. Look at this. You know, I want you to see this. And I would run in and I would desperately want her to uh to see what we were doing and what we were able to what we were what I was able to you know accomplish or what you know even if it was silly you know did you see this drawing I drew and she would love on it she said oh this is so good and it was terrible it was terrible but seeking that face seeking that face of God saying God God you know can you can you walk with me today can can I just can I just be with you today and spend time with you and he he's going to do it every time you know oh yes you can he's not going to say I don't have time to throw the ball he's going to say listen to me I'm right here with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to walk with you today. Man, that blesses my heart right now. That blesses my heart right now. When I feel so alone, when I feel so alone, I can seek his face and he's going to be there. But then this critical thing, and I, and I know we only have just a few more minutes, but this critical thing that we're looking at right here says, and turn from their wicked, wicked ways. Turn from their wicked, wicked ways. So, okay, so listen, listen. These are Christians People say, well, the sin doesn't matter anymore once I'm a Christian. I, you know, I'm forgiven. Well, sure, you can be forgiven if you confess. If you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness if you confess. Now, you say, well, ultimately, you know, sin's not going to send me to hell after I've been born again. Well, if you've really been born again, your sin is going to convict you, though, and you're going to confess. You're going to confess or Discipline is going to come, the pestilence, the locust, the, you know, of life. And those are, it can be as symbolic as you'd like them to be. He, he can send these things in your life to discipline. If you do not get discipline from God, you are not his child. I can promise you that. If you're in sin, living in sin, and you do not get discipline from God in some way, fashion, or form, okay, and there are many ways to look at it, then you're, you're definitely not his because he's going to discipline his children. He will chasten those he loves. And that's what the Bible says. But there are things that we are doing. There are things that we are doing. There are times, there are times when I'm watching something and I go, this is not honoring the Lord. You say, well, Ron, that's living in the law. No, 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 that's not living in the law. That's knowing what dishonors God. That's knowing what dis- I'm listening to something or I read something that totally devastates me. Why in the world did that have to pop into my my head right there. I had no idea that that word was coming or this was coming. There's language, Christians who are speaking language they ought not be speaking, filthy language. And they're like, well, you know, that's just me. No, 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 no. That's not you anymore. You've been born again. You ought not be speaking like that. And so there are things that, there are things that, that are in my life that I need to work on. And it's not a matter of being under bondage under the law. It's a matter of being more like Christ and honoring God. We are not of this world. We're not of this world. We're of another world. We, we belong to the heavenly world now. And yes, we have to go through this world. Yes, we have to live in this world. Yes, we have to, we, we have to w- walk through this thing, this old murky, miry junk. But at the same time, we don't belong to it. Not anymore. And it should be evident in our lives. The things we ought not be seeing and doing and listening to. 
There's certainly things that we ought not have on our phones and our computers. There's certain things we shouldn't be texting. There's certain things and photos we shouldn't be even anywhere near. And if you are, then this is what he's talking about. He says, turn from their wicked ways. The Christians, my children, who are called by my name, need to turn from their wicked ways. And if they do, oh, this is the good part. This is the good part. This is how we're going to, here's how we're going to close it. If they do, I will hear. If they confess, I promise to hear. And when I hear, I'll forgive their sin, praise God. And if I forgive their sin, I'll heal their land. If you, listen to me, folks, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, if you humble yourselves and pray, seek his face so that he hears you, turn from your wicked ways, stop watching the garbage, stop listening to the garbage, texting the garbage, whatever your avenue of sin is, stop it, turn from your wicked ways, and he will hear from heaven, he'll forgive our sin, and he will heal the United States of America. Love you guys. Talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us for Veins of Gold, a podcast of Mountain View Baptist Church. For information about our church and ministries, please visit our website, mvbaptist.org.